So with empathy, we have two parts happening at once. Empathy is our immediate emotional response, like we had to the music, like you would have if you even heard uh, a baby crying. Um, and in fact, infants, the earliest empathy we have is the empathy of newborns crying with one another. It's like one of very early empathy study. And we have this emotional affective resonance of there is distress, I feel distress. And we're actually hardwired head to toe for this. Now, the second aspect of empathy is our, our why, what's happening, our, 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 our determination to understand and figure it out. So these are the two components of empathy. <clears throat> you see here I'm putting professional empathy. I'll add in another aspect of what it means for us to then act on this empathy. So in a more kind of ideal way, this emotional resonance and this perspective taking and appraisal would lead us to have an empathic response. And that empathic response could vary from, as I mentioned in the example, finding a primary care doctor for a distressed patient, or simply witnessing and noticing what was happening to your patient so you could interact with them in a healthier way. But with empathic response, I'm really suggesting that this doesn't have to be acting. It can just be a stance, a desire for compassion. So this inactive compassion is a term coined by uh, Roshi Joan Halifax. And she runs a center called Upaya, in which she trains doctors who work with the dying to really essentially kind of pump up their compassion. It's like a gymnasium of compassion. The idea being, if we can, at our every, uh, every uh, turn and every corner, approach a situation with compassion, then we will be able to respond meaningfully to our patients. What's interesting here is that this actually is something we can do. So remember how I was saying with burnout, there's this difficulty of, well, I can't actually help this person. And actually, I see that they're upset. I resonate to their distress. And I know what they need, and I can't help them. We can have an empathic response just one of caring, one of compassion, and that can be our doing. That can be, oftentimes we can react. We can make an extra phone call. We can help out. But when we can't, we can have an open stance of compassion. Now, this is a leap of faith. <laughs> it really is. And when I work with um, the residents this last year, they've, it's been some funny things where they've told me things like, I really thought that this was going to be really too San Francisco for me, this compassion training. Um, and, but it's not like I have that many options. So you know, really, what are your options? You see someone suffering. You recognize the need. You can't help them. What do you do? You just try. You know, she, she was talking about how silly she felt wishing someone well. Because I suggested, if you see this person suffering and you can't help them, just say, gosh, I wish you, were, I wish, I wish you could know some ease and comfort. I wish you felt better. She said it just helped her from bringing that then to the next case, or feeling irritated or feeling frustrated. Now, another thing, unfortunately, that can occur with empathy is we have this resonance, we have this appraisal, except that appraisal is, well, yeah, that person's suffering, but I've already seen them twice this week in the ER. If they really wanted to get help, they wouldn't keep drinking. It's their fault. Now, that may indeed be true, but that stance, that aversive stance, 
not only does it harden us to our patients and make it very difficult to engage, it also hardens us to that open and ability to feel meaning in engagement. Now, what allows us to stay in jobs that are, that are difficult is feeling some boost, some reward of connection. So with this aversion, we're creating distance. We're creating a callousness on our heart. Um, and where we can intervene with aversion is really in this appraisal. How are we thinking about someone? Sometimes we don't have any control of our immediate response. So we see this person coming in for the third time that we've been working. Again, they've hurt themselves. They were drinking, something like this. Um, and our immediate response is, oh, God, not again. And yet we still have an opportunity, even within that, to say, this person is trying to be happy, to be free from suffering, just like everyone. The way they are doing it is just so unskillful. <laughs> and yet, I wish they also were free. So this kind of unconditional compassion, it's a high level practice. And again, I, I ask you, what's, what's the alternative?